Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Like Having Fun and Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker Recap Podcast. It is Sunday, September 27th, and it's been a week since we last chatted. Carl, how have things been going? Doing well. Should also note it's the uh, Yom Kippur beginning at sundown, so if you celebrate, enjoy the holiday. I'm doing pretty well out here in Philly. I've got my coffee. I've got my water. I got some piano in just now because uh, maybe you want to share why we were a little late today to start. <laughs> um, we were a little late today because I was sleeping. Um, yeah, because I was working late last night. Because the Dallas Stars took the NHL Stanley Cup Finals game into double overtime and won, which means I'm stuck in Connecticut still because this this Stanley Cup series is not over yet. It's continuing on. So I was almost able to leave today. That was the plan, but that's not the plan anymore. Um, Now we will be staying in Connecticut at least a couple more days. And Which part of Connecticut? Uh, Stamford, Stamford, oh. Connecticut. It's just just north of the city. Um, of yeah, New York city. I saw the Jerry Springer show live there in 2010. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Jerry Springer live. I wouldn't have, wouldn't have pegged you for that, Carl. But uh, uh, your IQ is never as low as when you're with your friends. So when your friends say, "Hey, we're gonna go see Jerry Springer live," and <laughs> get a hotel for it damn you have the free time sounds like a brilliant idea sounds like a riot was it a good time yeah it was real interesting to see how they let people in and take people through the show process and even how they filtered down what material they're actually going to consider using for the show hmm. because the audience does have some say in how that goes a lot of hooting and hollering yeah 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 pretty much Exactly what you would think, uh-huh. but it's kind of drawn out after, like, because originally I think on the TV show they show three segments, but originally they filmed six or seven. Okay. And they filter down from there which ones were the best and most entertaining. Okay. Wow, Jerry Springer. So while you're there, waiting for the next game, see if you can pop yeah. up. Yeah. Still do it there. I don't, I don't know. Is Jerry Springer still on? I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know either. Um, Probably catch the Steve Wilkos show though, if he's still doing it. Mm. Um, I wanted to start today by talking um, about fear of death. You just talk about it right away. It's the biggest news. It's a big deal out there. Um, Carl, have you had a chance to kind of go through this album? Yes. I've been watching the music videos as they've been posted. Mm -hmm. So I believe nothing was up there. Fear of death was the first one and property came up, but I feel as if it wasn't a music video. Mm -hmm. So those are the three I listened to ahead of time prior to the album dropping. Mm -hmm. And then last night I took Tim's guidance and I had a full sitting, uh, listen all in one shot and it was great i love how the songs sync together i don't think there's a ton of uh you don't have to really go in thinking like what's he really trying to say like 
I think it's pretty clear, but it's thought provoking in the sense of like the lyrics don't have some second meaning. If you kind of understand Tim's world, you can kind of understand what he's getting at, which I think is great. Yeah, he he kind yeah he definitely hits you right over the head with it for sure. But that's good. I, I think Tim's always had. Um, I think always, I think Tim's always been a great songwriter. I I, I think that this album because there's some like bigger names with it and and wise blood sings on it it's going to be more widely listened to which is great because i think you know that'll that'll open the door for people to go back and listen to his other older records which are all very good too i mean to me this doesn't sound that far off from even you know i have like i have the heidecker and wood um some things never stay the same and um you know, like I have that on vinyl. Like I, I, I've been a fan of Tim's songwriting for a long time, and it's great to finally see, you know, kind of more of the mass appreciation because he was able to put out this record with some of, you know, more um, established musicians like Wise Blood and, and Jonathan Rado and the Lemon Twigs. So now everybody's talking about this, like, oh, my God, Tim's a really great songwriter, and this is actually really good. Like, oh, this is actually good. Um, but if you've been, and, and I think that, you know, now people will be like, oh, maybe the other stuff's good. I think Even going back from his, his record just before this and, uh, you know, in Glendale and, and everything, you'll find that a lot of the similar ideas that have been there and a lot of, like, the hooky melodies and really catchy kind of 70s style songwriting have been there. Um, so he's just good at that. And, you know, I think this album is definitely his best. I think it has grown the best. And with the backing band he has, um, it's it's just really good. And, um, you know, track by track, I, I have, you know, there's there's good things to say about about every song on here, in my opinion. Um, I'll just mention a couple little notes I have about some of the songs that have really stuck out to me the past couple days. I listened... So last week when he did the um, listening party, I I listened along um, on Sunday after we recorded. And... That was really a fun experience to hear him. You know, he was so excited about it. And there wasn't, like, tons of people in there. It was, like, 100 or 150 people listening along and typing in questions. And he would just type answers back. And then afterwards, he took some questions. And, you know, it was just a a really nice experience. He gave some little insights onto the different tracks and, you know, kind of told us uh, how each track came about and everything and that was a that was a cool listen um um but yeah so backwards i think is a a great song with like really nice instrumentation i that one's like sticks out to me um it's just like a you know beautiful song with great lyrics great instrumentation the slide guitar is really great um it's really good like chord progression and chord changes there actually sent that song to a friend that and little lamb i sent to a friend who's like you know strangely going through some relationship stuff and like the message of um um oh no i'm, I'm sorry 
someone who can handle you i sent to a to a friend someone who like someone who can handle you and little lamb i i sent to a friend um who's going through some relationship stuff and <laughs> it's just such a weird message uh in someone who can handle you but just very it makes perfect sense and i think a lot of people could potentially you know, listen to these kind of, uh, you know, like a love song or, or whatever. And, you know, it's just like a message you usually don't hear out of these types of songs. That's just like a little bit more real, a little bit more honest. And I feel like um, the album has a lot of that vibe. Um, uh, you know, Property is great. We'd heard that before. Little Lamb Little Lamb's great. It's like a sneaky late album. Really good one. I could use some time alone, crushing, you know, it was, um, then let it be. I, th I thought I remember Tim maybe like played us a little of his version of let it be on office hours at some point. Do you remember that when you listen to this, let it be cover, how, it, how he sings it in that way? He might have. Yeah. He might have thrown it out there. I, I uh, feel like he kind of definitely didn't see that track coming. Yeah. So cool to hear that cover. Uh -huh. I feel like he was like having a conversation with Vic, and he was like, "Oh yeah, we were, we've been like playing with like doing covers and doing them in like a weird, you know, just like a little different kind of country way." And he like, I feel like he gave us a little example of that. Maybe it was After Hours or something. Um, <clears throat> then he released. He did release Long as I've or uh, he released. Um, um and then uh oh we drift away he really they released late in the game which is the wise blood um sung song written to lyrics written by tim the final track on the album um yeah that's a good closer i was really impressed with that final song yeah i mean that one's a just again a crusher the lyrics are great it sounds like it could have just been on the Wise Blood record. I, I don't know if you listen to Wise Blood, but um, it's like the way it was put together and produced is like, you know, it just sounds just like, you know, something that's just right from her, like, the amazing records. So all in all, super good. I just thought we should talk about that right away because it's kind of big news in the world. And it is in the Office Hours creation you know what i mean like this thing came out of a uh, an office hours episode and we've seen it all the way through and um you know i think it'll get tim some um new fans and probably office hour and probably the whole the whole you know the whole universe will probably grow because of this record so very cool very exciting um on to the show uh i don't really remember i, I wrote down french massage and Aust oh, Austrian yeah. folk music. <laughs> um, yeah, Doug's got the commercials going for uh, uh -huh. YouTube videos in the background. Okay. And um, Tim They're starts... funny, just to randomly throw in. Yeah, Tim starts doing this, um, you know, this Austrian, you know, he's going to get into his roots, his high decker roots, and do some Austrian folk music. Um, Tim started started off the episode wearing the gator mask before he, um, you know, told us this bad news. Um, oh shit. And, uh, bad news being Tim shaved his mustache. Um, which, you know, what a bummer for all of us. But, 
uh, in all seriousness, Tim looks even thinner. I think the mustache, like, added, you know, like, cutting the, the mustache off makes him look even thinner. So he's really looking good with the uh, new diet. And, you know, Doug wished that he got a heads up about the, uh, <laughs> the shaving. And... Tim said it happened. Could have all used a heads up. Yeah, he said he said it happened from a you know like a trimming mistake. You ever run into that, Carl, where you're like, yeah, I just want to clean this up, and then you, you screw it up, and you got to just take it all off. That's a great question. I mean, I don't have to shave my facial hair too much, mm -hmm. but I feel as if there were some points where I've messed up cutting my own like normal hair, and, just and then I just decided to nuke it. Uh -huh. Shade the whole thing. Take it all down. Yeah, that's like two all over. That's the extreme version of that. Um, yeah, it's also pretty liberating whenever you go through. Like I don't know. Mm -hmm. I got moved from the, like years ago. I got moved from the one school and got cut because of funding, and you know, just kind of going into that routine of just like, what am I even doing? Mm -hmm. And you just cut your hair, just shave the whole thing. It's pretty liberating. But I don't think that was Tim's case here. No, Tim was trying to clean up that stash. And I think he just jacked it. I mean, that's definitely happened to me. I occasionally will try something with my facial hair, like, oh, I'll try a mustache or I'll try maybe some longer sideburns or something cute or something, and then, then you just Mutton fuck chops. it up. Yeah, or it used to just be like just trying to just like shape my beard a little bit. I would just, you know, go too short on one side or something, and then just like, oh, God, I got I to gotta take this whole thing off. I'm going to shock everybody. Yeah. Um, it's nice to push things up, though. Yeah, I've been going pretty clean recently. This is pretty. Oh, you gotta look good for the camera. Yeah, that's right. For this zoom, um, the truck driver call came in. This guy was great, um, <laughs> and good, confident game, um, and good uh, back and forth. I love how Tim, uh, <laughs> you know, talked about how truck drivers are like, you know. They're, you know, 99% of truck drivers <laughs> are tuned into OHL. Oh, um, yeah. Guess they're going to redo the slogan. Guess the color of the car based on the the make and model in approximate year. I think that is actually a, a good game. <laughs> you could, yeah, because you guy came in prepared and he had good quality, which I was impressed yeah. with, given that he was driving. He's driving a truck. He gave us the fucking horn honk at the end. Which yeah, uh, got the Coca Cola shirt on. He, and it cued, I think it's Coca Cola. It cued the. Um, you know, the response to that horn was um, that uh, that fucking, that, like, horn drop that they found. That <laughs> you know. They, <laughs> yeah, uh, what's that from? Do you know? I, a couple episodes ago, Tim said that he just found it and sent it to the guys. Like, this is a funny horn drop. Just get that. Oh, okay. It reminds me of this one uh, audio clip that they use in Yoshi's Island for the Nintendo Ah, Yoshi's Island. Ah, that's a good one. Mario 2. Um, City of the Day. Um, City of the Day. Wow. Horns, cream, popcorn on the cob. This was a good one. Um, <laughs> this one I laughed a lot during, and uh, the little jingle. <laughs> corn like ah, now it's cream. Yeah, corn like, like that was... You know, I I was laughing so hard during this first bit of this. Um, 
that I just rewound, like I just rewound it and started listening to it again. Like by the time he he got to that wordplay part that Doug wrote as they revealed, where it's like mm-hmm. you know it's pre shucked you dumb fuck, and you know you, you know horn hoarded corn in his dorm and <laughs> all that fucking shit that they wrote out. I was like I la- was laughing so hard that I missed it. You know I was like laughing over it, so I had to rewind and, and listen to it again. Um, wow. Good one, guys. So weird too. And later on, they released like a a little video of a. They found some video of somebody like eating some corn thing that looked like it was like dipped in some. I don't know. It looked like corn in the cob dipped in cream corn or something. I don't know. And they like released that. Are you a fan of popcorn? Oh, corn. Fuck. Any corn products? Uh, yes. Highly big fan. Big fan. Okay. Um. Big fan of huge fan of popcorn um, on the cob. You know, over the summer for sure. I spent a little time in Omaha, and uh, I'm actually going there soon, and I'm gonna eat some fucking corn while it's still you know the end of the season here. What about right. what about you? Not a corn guy? No, I'm a fan, but I just had an interesting conversation at work this past week where the one coworker had corn as his snack, and then another teacher came in and we started talking about corn. And this teacher that just walked in said that they were not a fan of corn. And so I quizzed them, like popcorn, and I quizzed them on it. And they were like, yeah, it's just kind of air. It's like air with salt and butter. I'm like, yeah, you're right, but I don't know. There's something about it. Oh, my God. It's a light, breezy snack. It's wonderful. I, I don't know. Yeah. To me, I like that. Like, I don't like – I like a snack that doesn't feel like you're, like, doing much, that you can just kind of eat a lot of because it's, like, not – not so filling like that that airiness quality is the whole thing you know it's because yeah. you, you can take like a big you have a choice you can go kernel by kernel or like take a big handful and then <laughs> people go kernel by kernel with normal popcorn normal corn. i mean you could, you know you, you could take it slow or you can go hard you know what i mean like you can go like hand in the bucket just fucking ripping or you can kind of just yeah. take a couple little pieces here and there and take your time with uh-huh. it Okay. Um, um, yeah, a question for the listeners is how do you eat popcorn? Do you go kernel by kernel? Do you go handful? Or do you just take the bag to your mouth and just drink. inhale? Yeah, do you drink? Um, so, yeah, it sounds like Doug's taking cred for this Horns Cream Popcorn on the Cob. If he is, very well done, Doug. We're big fans of that one. Got my most laughs out of a City of the Day sponsor in a while. Um, Athens, Greece was the city. And this is exciting because nobody knows the code except Matt. Um, uh, and Doug did a little call-in fun and guessed the weather right on, which was interesting. Doug knows the weather in, in Athens, Greece. Any any um, any code early code speculation there, Carl? I mean, I think it's Athens, Greece. Which is one of has this gone abroad yet with the city of the day? No, this is city of the you know this is you know international city of the day. This is the first time, yeah, Athens, Greece. So oh. might be a Euro trip kind of uh, pattern. Well, there's a couple indicators. I think Athens, Greece, I know is one of the oldest cities, um, and it begins with an A. So there's like you know we got a couple little indicators right there. Are we going to be going alphabetical? Are we going to go to alphabetical and? chronological of some kind uh, civilizations of some kind who knows um, those are my speculations 
Um, I don't know how we got to this um, Tim giving us a, a voicemail greeting message, but that happened, which was very funny um, for him to, you know, try doing that a couple times. Um, somebody actually put that up on, somebody posted that. So if you want that clean audio of Tim's voicemail on your phone, you can find that online on Twitter. Yeah, it's also on the Discord. Oh, it's on the Discord. I haven't been on that old DC in a while. Um, Jim Brewer calling. Uh, <laughs> this is fucking weird. I love when they have these, uh, you know, just audio samples that they play that they pretend like they're talking to the guy. I like when it just doesn't match up or anything. It just, those are good. Jim Brewer doesn't think masks work. Interesting. Didn't know that. Um... Somebody had called and asked about LP and Tim in a pool together. That was from a tweet that Tim wrote about, he'd said, like, oh, yeah, I was in a pool with this guy. And Tim was calling him ELP, which <laughs> was funny that he didn't even really know um, his actual, uh, you know, not that that's a big deal, but... um. It was cool to hear that they almost got run the jewels on the show. Um, they were like working on getting that. They, they'd be good guests. Um, you a run the jewels guy, Carl? No. No. What are they all about? Oh man, I'm surprised. I w- man, I never can guess your shit. Like, I, I would feel like Philly skaters like would be into run the jewels. It's just like it's pretty political kind of hip hop with like cool beats and it's like it but it like oh, it, well. it mixes in the indie rock uh world and lps like does all the beats and killer mike does the you know who killer mike is i do yeah, yeah. okay so killer mike's like the main rapper i mean they both rap but okay. it's like a duo but like the indie rock scene really picked up on run the jewels for some reason it just like stretched into like that kind of world um where it's like, a, yeah, so anyway, it's good music. Um, it is very political these days, and um, it's always kind of been a, you know, fighting the corporate and political powers and good lyrics and interesting beats. But they're the type of hip-hop group that, like, will play Pitchfork Fest or whatever. Um so, yeah, we never really got much of a story of why they were in a pool together, but I guess they said they were at a jash party. Um, so, feels good, man. Um, Carl, you were not able to consume the, the flick yet? No, not yet, but I'm definitely going to watch it at some point this week. I might make it a movie night. Yeah, I really think you should. Um it's a, it's, a, it's a quick one, 90-minute doc, and, um, oh, yeah, do you read, are you, like, an indie comic guy? I think I might have asked you this before. You're not. Nah. It's another one that, it's another one that I thought maybe you'd be into, like, the, you know, just, like, more of the art scene of the comic, of, like, the indie comics and graphic novels. Seems like something that might be up your alley, but, um... Yeah, this was a really interesting story. I'm into this. Um, I'm into these guys and like Johnny Ryan and some of the comic, you know, Fantagraphics and and some of these like indie graphic novel and comic. This world. Um, so, seeing that this movie 
spawned or you know seeing that this meme spawned from that world and it was just like it's the craziest story um but really good movie and um these guys were really good guests um and uh you know i guess i just suggest rather than just go through the the movie at all i, I would just suggest anybody listening that hasn't watched it yet go check it out you can rent it for very cheap and you know, hearing that the guys had to self-release the film. Um, I can relate to that. <clears throat> I've had to do that. And, um, you know, it's it's hard to get, you know, distribution and such. But they had like a really, I mean, they have like a hot Sundance hit. So, if they, you know, that makes me feel even worse. That the fact that they have a Sundance hit and they can't get distribution and have to self-release makes me feel like, oh, fuck, when, you know, how the hell is our, my, my, my movie's going to ever get distribution um which is a bummer but it doesn't matter uh you can put out stuff yourself like they did on amazon it was a bummer to hear that they had the number two pirated movie uh on the internet um but uh yeah really good these guys were fun guys um and it seemed like you know tim just liked having them around they fit into the office hours world quite well and they just stayed on for the whole episode which was cool um carson mel very similar uh you know kind of similar worlds of from animation and illustration carson mel um uh had you ever heard of this carson mel guy before no but um, i thought it was interesting how they had that uh party at tbs and they had the photo of art just written on the one wall. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, the, the, and they yeah, went the, on the, to the, think that Garfunkel would be on the other one. Yeah. Um, another th- yeah, another thing to, to pump is Carson Mel's show Tarantula, or anything Carson Mel has done. Um, very funny. Um, you know, like he said, he had the guys from Futurama animating his stuff, so it kind of tells you how, how big that got. Um, <laughs> and we got the scat guy that sounds like Tim. <laughs> um, that was fucking funny. I laughed hard at that. Um, does sound like him. it does. <laughs> it was like, okay, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna do this thing, and it was like, all right, you know, it's just like that's how we got into Carson Mel. Um, and uh, let's see, yeah, we got a little insight. That's where Vic, I guess TBS is where Vic was trying to get the show that his pilot his show up on TBS too so he was familiar with all that um, we got this little story this exclude you know Tim was telling us this how he did some interview and you know kind of spilled the beans about him having a acid trip during Lollapalooza listening to Smashing Pumpkins and kind of going bad listening to the Beastie Boys uh, <laughs> which yeah that's a quick uh change of pace as far as music goes yeah i i had a similar experience um i wasn't on acid but i did go to a concert that was at giant stadium it was supposed to be a festival and i got like weird circumstances they turned the festival into like a one-day concert at giant stadium because the land that they were going to do the festival on had some you know, endangered species of bird on it or something. It was some weird-ass thing. At the last minute, they jammed the whole festival into one day. So all the headliners, like, played back-to-back on the 
in the main stage and it was like Radiohead and then immediately after the Beastie Boys and it was like ugh like <laughs> I don't know I, I like the Beastie Boys a little bit you know like on like record and stuff but like their vibe live is like you know couldn't be different than Radiohead um, just wow so I can imagine being on acid and like really feeling something and then getting that is like a ouch you know just like what do you what does your brain do with that um relatable so we heard some clips from carson mills uh audiobook um that you can get on audible and that led him to go off on this brian eno documentary that he'd been watching um <laughs> and uh this was a this was a bit. This is a bit that I guess <laughs> is like I don't know turning into something. I uh, from what I think I read uh, or yeah, it's him in his letter said that like the you know um, what was it uh, Eno and um, the fuck was it who, 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 oh e oh Bruce Springsteen yeah it was like oh, yeah yeah it was like the boss and. You know, it was, it was. That was in the after hours, though, wasn't it? Um. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm getting mixed up. So Tim just brought up the Brian, you know, documentary and kind of did his like rock and roll Gary-ish type, um, uh, you know, impression, and then, then he, then they did the this guy who fell out of the chair that was playing the guitar. Did you see that video? <laughs> No, not yet. Uh, I went. I went and looked at it. It's very funny. Um, this guy falls out of a chair. Like, Fuck. Um, so like he, <laughs> it's amazing he just, kept that. yeah, he just like extends the the story a little bit. <laughs> You're on the front page of Reddit. Um, and um, it dropped a little bit of news. Carson Mel. There's like a movie that Tim was in that Carson Mel made that was like he said he couldn't talk about. That was like the little bit of sneaky information, which is exciting. That sounds very cool. Um, I kind of don't remember. Oh yeah, they so then, so they wrapped it up with those guys. That was a really good long segment that seemed very natural and good. Um, and especially as the first one after WIHL, I felt as if this one really was well put together and just naturally funny with every little segment that came up. So yeah, this episode, this, this episode as a whole. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, um, I, you know, it's weird to say, but it's like a nice refresher. It's like WHL is just, <laughs> it's a lot even for, uh, you know what I mean? It's just like, it feel, I don't know. It's just like one episode, one week, but for whatever reason, right. it just feels like we haven't had, because they took the week off before. It's like we have, you know, we haven't gotten um, one of these old episodes back. So, um, and Tim said something about that. He said, like, in After Hours, he said he forgot what Office Hours was. Like, he, like, didn't remember what, you know, and I thought that was interesting. Especially with the week off and then WOHL and then trying yeah. to go back to a normal episode. That I understand where he's coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Somebody, the, one of the last callers, like a normie, called up and said, um, you know, what country would you live in? Doug said Australia. They all liked Australia. And um, Tim 
at this point of the episode, Tim had not mentioned fear of death. Um, and he kind of congratulated himself on that because it was coming out the next day. Um, this is where he gave the advice to listen to it all the way through, put it on headphones, maybe take a drive. Um, you know, Doug suggested maybe go on a hot air balloon ride. Um, and they told us about next weekend, which will be a week from now, we'll get a kind of special side podcast with um, the guys that played with him and everything. Um, and then, you know, Vic and Doug, they're doing their own little promotions at the end of the episode now, which is kind of a, a new thing. But, you know, Vic, again, well, when yeah, when Vic remembers to say something. Yeah, so Vic, yeah. And they give Vic a shot. Um, Vic, uh, Vic promoted his album again, which is cool. I, I definitely bought that. And Doug, I don't know what Doug promoted. Um, maybe Doug promoted. I don't know. I think they. they I don't think he mentioned anything. I thought. Okay, I wrote it down, but. So yeah, I agree. It was a, it was just a solid episode. It went by quick. I love these guests. Um, I, I really loved the movie, so it was good to hear these guys talk about that. Not t- not a ton to discuss because it's kind of just a you know it kind of just has to do with the movie. So watch the movie, listen to the episode. It's a good companion piece. It wasn't you know it wasn't a guest that Tim was like you know railroading or, or fucking with or anything. He was just like respectful to everybody and kind of treating them all as equals and. So that was good. Um, Tim, uh, yeah, so in After Hours, Tim forgot what Office Hours, you know, the regular show really was. And he was happy to be back. He had told us that people had been confused about the Sam Cedar interview in WHL. People thought it was real because they don't understand things. He said that the Brendan Walsh bit with with the call actually had was more messed up than they planned. Um, so it was like, <laughs> I remember we talked about that and it was like, was that just, was that just not good? Was that just like bad? But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we could, we kind of were a little confused about the vibe of that. And like, and I guess that Brendan Walsh was actually upset afterwards in reality and was like, you know, trying to pull something else and, it failed, so they had to just go with the failure that they had rather than his planned failure. Yeah, it keeps that uh, dynamic showing through office hours, how Tim and him just jokingly beef with each other. So yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah, so Tim had said, I, I quoted this because I like this, he said, we want our listeners to feel like they're all just hanging out with us. Um, that's, I think that is one of the one of the key elements of the show that, um, you know, it's kind of hard to describe the show sometimes about why, I don't know, personally why I like it like I do and why it's important to me. But I think this kind of summarizes that to some extent where you, you're a fan of these guys and they, they, they present this show in a way where you do feel like you'd know them or something. You just, you do feel like, you're just hanging out in a group and you're just sitting around shooting the shit, having some laughs. Um, so yeah, no, we appreciate that. And any efforts that are made to consciously keep that in mind, we appreciate. Um, 
So what else do we got here? We get the. We had a call from someone that uh, has a new boss at their library in Houston, I think. Oh yeah, the library dude called. Right. Yeah. You talk library politics. Do you go to the library, Mike? Uh, no, I haven't been to the library in quite a while. I mean, I have nothing against the library. Um, yeah. What was the last book you checked out? Do you remember? From the library? <laughs> no, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, um, I, I, I pro- it's probably been, uh, you know, maybe 20 years since I've, like, used the library to check out a book. Um, I remember I used to use the library to get take out movies. Um, that's probably the last thing I used in Buffalo. They, like, had all the Criterion Collection DVDs back in the day. And, you, you know, we would go there to get some weird foreign films. Um, but, yeah, no, I, you know, I'm traveling. Yeah, in my normal existence for the past long time, I've, I travel so much that I'm, like, never just, like, at the same place to go to a library and then return a book. I would just be the guy that just steals the books. So, um, and I don't have a problem buying a book um, if it's something I like, uh, and I read on, you know, I buy books digitally and read them on my iPad. So, uh, you know, I'm that guy. Um, you're, okay. you're a big you feel as if that hurts your eyes looking at the iPad and just flicking along. No. Um, I do it with like a black background with white words, you know, so it's not as harsh on the eyes. And I do, uh, like I scroll, it's like a constant scroll. I don't like flick the pages. Like it's, I don't know. I find it a really like relaxing way to read. Actually, I, you can read. I, I don't know. I can just get into the zone and, and read a real lot um, in one sitting. And I just prefer it now. I don't know. It's just easier. I, I, like the book and the holding the book comfortably and curling up in a chair and trying to hold the book. And depending on what part of the book you're at, it's like more annoying to hold. I'm just over it. I don't need it. I don't care. Like we found a new way. So, but you're you go to the library. You're a big library guy. Yeah, I'm a fan. I was interested to hear what uh, this guest said about their library. How it's not quite open yet, which is kind of. I mean, it's interesting because I have opportunity to go to the library in Philly, but also the one in the Burbs. And in the Burbs, they're letting people in. They've been letting people in for months. So. You just have to get your temperature taken. Um, But I just dropped off something and picked up something from the Philly library recently. And they came out, you know, handed it off. They were pleasant, what have you. But I just thought it was interesting that one of their, uh, you know, beginning to go back to normalcy plans was that they're going to be open for (laughs) three hours on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday Mm. from like one to four. Okay. I'm like, who's out of work and going to the library? Like, I get it, but I don't know. I, I, I just told her, I'm like, I, I can't do that. That doesn't work for me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Well, like, you know, baby steps. I'm like, yeah, I get it, but uh-huh. yeah, it's a, it's a tough situation with anything that's open to the public and needs people inside, but you're not ready to make the full plunge into taking everybody back in. Well, libraries and bookstores are weird ones because they're browsers. You know what I mean? They're like places where people hang out and shit. Like the grocery store, you don't, there's no seats. Like you just go in and you get what you want and you leave. But like library is a place that people use to go and hang out. And I feel like it's, you know, or they go and they do their homework or they use the internet or some shit. So 
And because yeah. it's like a free sort of service, it's like, I don't know. It's like um, kind of dicey. It's like opening up a fucking shelter to the world of people that, you know. I can understand their hesitation and just going full bore because it's, you know, yeah, I don't know. doesn't seem like yeah, a totally safe situation. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. For three hours. Yeah. Well, I hope library dude, you know, can deal with his, you know, this militant boss that he has. Um, they make a funny joke about having to uh, refile or reorganize everything based off of the number of letters. Yeah. Yeah. That, um... Oh, okay, that reminded me of a book that I'm reading, actually, but I'm not going to get into it. But, okay. Um, I'm re- I, I just read a fantasy book called the name of the wind um, by Patrick Rothfuss, which is an amazing book. And he, you know, he, he's like, there's like this archive at the school that he goes to. And like, they, they get into like how every year a new archivist comes in and changes the way the the books are ordered. And, uh, you know, they've made it very complicated to find a book in this archive. See, not worth it. Um, Doug's Club Paradise story. Um, what would you rate that story, Carl? We were rating the story. This was an after hours, right? Yeah. Yeah, we've moved on to after hours here. Yeah. This was Doug fi- seeing Mikey Campman's dad, you know, was like recognizing. He's like, hey, that looks like Mikey. And then they, they realized that was oh, his yeah. dad. Oh, yeah, and then it ended up being his dad. Yeah. It was funny. It's interesting to see those... Uh, things as you go through life people that look like other people uh i like how it was just a gift that tim got initially and he just took it yeah (laughs) an idea of a power ran projector sounds pretty great i like those um i i you know i I deep i kind of like secretly want one of those little little projectors that you can like bring around camping or whatever those those sound fun um i don't really have much use of it because i just like stay in hotels so you know but I like i want to be in a situation where i could use one like sit outside with some buddies and, and watch something um this amazon guy came up and I, I looked him up on twitter after he has like a shit ton of followers and i guess like his little shtick is something people have thought is funny he just like reposts screenshots of amazon movie reviews that are like kind of you know dumb you know so yeah and imagine uh that's too hard to filter down from all the other reviews that are there yeah i mean yeah if you go on amazon if you if you do this you know you can find some silly stuff but the game was uh this game was not working that good um (laughs) uh at the get-go and like uh, the game would like have the name of the, you know, the yeah, name of the movie. They're in. too easy. It just didn't. It just didn't make a lot of sense. I think you know. I, I actually I liked that it got awkward and Doug like, <laughs> Doug got mad. Like Doug like looked like legit pissed off. Um, <laughs> and um, it, you know, this kind of just fluttered out. I felt bad for the guy. You, you could tell he was like, oh shit, this isn't going great. Um, but yeah, it was funny. I mean, the, the most the best part of this was Doug getting mad. Um, he was just uh, yeah, and somehow this led to um, 
Oh yeah, the the next call was Sam Springsteen, which I don't I couldn't tell what this actually was if this was somebody they knew or if this just somebody with that name, but um you know, Tim went in on the the Bruce and Brian Eno bit. And that was funny. That was classic. I mean, that is classic office hours content there picking a weird celebrity, you know, you know, picking a weird whatever popular thing and you know just kind of riffing for a while and getting somewhere with it it's pretty funny um so we'll see what that turns into that's that was something he he mentioned in the letter like i said that that's going to turn into something interesting um then we had uh what's her face uh sorry shari um she was the Offies nominee, and I'm trying to think. Was she the one that, like, had the – she was, like, the one that was a heroin addict that had feelings about Joe Biden or whatever? Yeah, dreams about Joe. Yeah, dreams about I Joe. I dream of Joe. I dream of Joby. Um, she – this was – she was fucking – this was a weird call here. Um, you know, she was, like, outside of a school whispering about how – one of the kids, one of the special ed kids got sent home with COVID symptoms. And it was just like, uh, okay, maybe you shouldn't be on the phone with office hours right at this moment. I, I don't know. It was just kind of. I a, don't know what she could have done. What's she going to do? Go get the vaccination ready? Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, why is she outside of the school? It's just like an odd time to call into office hours. But she might have been mid-lunch, you know. Could have been mid-lunch. downtime now at schools. All right. Carl's going to defend teachers. I get it. Um, uh, I wouldn't say a defense, but like <laughs> if, if she works one-on-one with someone and that person's not there, that's like similar to today. If you just didn't show up to pod, am I going to just pod on my own? <laughs> you know, like I don't know your account info. Like I can't really do work. Yeah. We'll have to figure that out. There might there might be some times where we have to do a solo pod here or there. That's probably yeah, going to happen. Talk to the wall. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, weird call. Um, I sort of, I sort of stopped taking. That's like the last thing I noted. I don't think anything else really of too much note happened. I think, um, you know, Tim again talked about fear of death, and uh, you know, just those two big things: fear of death and um, feels good, man. Um, those are two pieces of media to consume that we learned a bit more about this week. And Carson Mel's work, uh, great stuff. Tarantula is very funny. We didn't get a ton out of Carson Mel. I felt like he maybe got shortchanged just a little bit, but it seems like they're buddies and nobody really, you know, didn't. Because they left the Feels Good Man guys on there too, it just like he didn't really get a full um, whatever. But it was great. Uh, I love those guys. All very casual, all very just like a nice, calm, good show. No baloney, no tech problems, right? Maybe there was some tech issues right at the beginning of the show that, or something. But, um, yeah, no, this was uh, this was a great app. I uh, it's good to be back to the normalcy. I could definitely feel that. And, um, yeah, that's about all I got. Um, 
you can check out um I guess this week on Friday, Tiger Shrimp Records. It's one of these uh Bandcamp Fridays. So there'll be some new music um from a band called Holy Hand Grenade and um a guitar player named Timothy James, both of them should have some new music on Bandcamp from my record label, Tiger Shrimp Records. Um, so go there if you're gonna if you ever want to support some indie bands. Um, Friday's a good day to do it. Also, if you were gonna potentially buy Tim's record, um, if you waited till Friday, it's a Bandcamp Friday, and all of the revenue goes to the artist label, whatever. Bandcamp doesn't collect any additional fees which they usually collect quite a bit if it's not one of these Fridays so it's a good time to support artists is on Bandcamp Fridays um, I ordered the I ordered the like vinyl pre-sale package a long time ago and I just went and like looked at it I guess I don't I guess it doesn't come out till December or something the vinyl so looking forward to that uh, Carl did you are we opening PHL this week? Yeah, we posted an episode this past week with a pickle company. Oh, I saw that. Company. Love pickles. I saw your yeah. I saw you're getting into the cold over you know, cold press versus um, you know, jarred and whatever and my mother pickles and I already know that yeah, cold press is the only way to go. I mean, you don't even really talk to these other fools that just jar and, you know, have these slimy, you know, gross, non-crunchy pickles. They gotta be. They gotta be refrigerated. They gotta be cold for life. And uh, right. I'm sure these boys and girls told you that. But have you? Are, yeah. these, are these pickles good? Have you been to this pickle shop? It's not a shop, but they sell them in a few different places like around here. They meant, yeah, uh, they do farmers markets. They have it up the street at the one coffee shop, which I learned about from the pod. Mm. Uh, they also said that they originally started in a bakery. That was their first buyer. Oh, do they so. do? Do they do different styles, like spicy and you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got a, a variety. I if I'm in a if I'm in a farmer's market and there's like a pickle guy, I'm like definitely stopping by and usually buying a little tub for sure. Okay. Pick. Have you had any bad experiences buying from these pickle mm, people? I think I've been like underwhelmed sometimes where I'm like I'm there and they like have a little taster and they're like taste it and I'm just like hungry at the time and I'm just like, Oh yeah, that's really good and then I bring it home and I'm like, This was okay. You know what I mean? Nothing like nothing disastrous. No, uh, no stories like that. But I like homemade pickles. I like pickling things myself. I like, um, you know, you take the pickle jar. So if you're doing your own homemade pickling, here's a hot tip. Um, you know, once you get some space and you eat some of those pickles out there and there's space in the jar, just start throwing stuff in there. Just start having fun. Throw some eggs in there. Throw some cauliflower you know whatever you have peppers jalapenos beets anything um throw it in the old pickle jar and let it chill for a you know a week or you know whatever and you have delicious treats so reuse your pickle brine pickling's fun i'm into it do you do your own pickling carl nope okay but do you like pickles 
yeah. I mean, my girlfriend, who's our co-host, knew them from a food and entrepreneurial uh, meeting or workshop that they went to and met at. So we hear about that story on the pod. And we have another one that we're recording today with a photo company. Photo printing or photographer? Yeah, so it's a couple. And I used to work with the one guy. And they shoot photos of anything. Wedding photos. They have in the past, but mostly lately it's been like a mix of lifestyle and just items. Merchandise kind of thing. Okay. Seems like a tough business to uh, to be in right now. Seems like everybody just has a phone, so you'll have to hear about how they, uh, what makes them stand out. Yeah, so that'll be up later this week. Very good. Um, find us at Open in PHL Pod on Instagram, and all the links are there. Go check it out. They got a real clean Instagram thing. You could look at you, when you look at the big picture. They put it together well. There's quotes on each side and the business in the middle with the logo. Good design. I like it. Um, so yeah, that's it. Till next week. I think we're back on track for just a regular app. I haven't heard anything, and we'll also be getting uh, probably a little more fear of death because there's going to be some like special podcasts devoted to listening to the record so again get out there and listen to the 10.0 rated pitchfork record tim heidecker's fear of death it's a great one uh thanks for tuning in have a good week and we'll be talking later i could use some time